0: is the Toddcast. A podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. This morning we bring you part one of the family series. Uh in which I've got my brother is going to be on with me, uh, talking about one of his uh, more favorite things. And, uh, without any further ado, we'll just go ahead and get right into it. So, hello, Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Welcome to the uh, the Todd Cast, uh, pre-anniversary week. Good to have you on. This is uh, this is a new experience. That's 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 how we do. A peek
1: inside, a peek inside. This is early morning,
0: early morning. Yes, yes. In in contrast to previous uh, podcasts that we've done, um, which typically take place on the ride home, um, we've opted for the early morning conversation, which is made extra fun by I don't know about your neck of the woods, but it is foggy as heck. Uh oh, yes, yes, very good time. I just noticed that. Yep. So you'd be safe. I'm, I, I'll uh, be safe here, sitting at the computer. That 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 seems like a fairly safe place to be. Uh, you know. As long as you stay off Twitter, if you stay right. off Twitter, you, you're pretty safe. That 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 is that is probably solid advice. So Eric, um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump straight to it. In that, um, pretty much all year um i've been meaning to have you on so you could tell us all about you know your your obsession um the man in his mouth and just haven't gotten oh, around thanks. to it you know we, we, <laughs> we, we we've had you on uh you know for several things um i haven't gotten around to this one darn it we're gonna get that taken care of now so are
1: all you right. telling me your
0: Talk. your core your core audience is
1: not, like, giant Disney fans? Is that what you're saying? They might be. If they are, they haven't. They haven't really been, that. But They're not you know. beating down your door saying, we need Disney content. We need to talk about uh, what probably considered, you know, a juvenile uh, hobby.
0: But you guys are all wrong. It is not. It is for well, everyone. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, for whatever it's worth, you know, they, uh... I like Disney as a youngster you know watching the cartoons and such um and then you know as i got older i'm like yeah hey, this is for kids whatever but you know now they own marvel and star wars so you know which i guess you could still theoretically position as as you know things for the younger set but darn it i think it's awesome i think it's all good Tell us yeah they kind
1: of they kind of they're kind of buying everything now so I will talk that, I guess, since there are so many divisions and so many little sections of Disney, I guess, you, you know, it's difficult just to say, hey, I'm a Disney fan. Um, because, like you said, Star Wars, this, that, and so forth. I kind of categorize myself more as a Disney theme park fan. Which okay. There's a very niche portion of Disney. So, you're not, like, I'm not going to be, like, loving everything they come out animation or everything that they you know movies they come out with or you know other franchises and so forth like i honestly just like the disney theme park and it kind of came out of a blue like you know obviously uh we have three children and and i went to walt disney world one time in 2010 when uh hunter was like i think he was three or four lane laney was in the, in the womb about, uh, maybe three months away from coming out. So it was like, all right, let's go to Disney. And we vacation with, uh, Lauren's parents, my wife's parents, uh, for years and they like the beach and I don't like the beach and I don't really like anything, uh, that, that <laughs> involves sun or, or water. I'm just not, not my uh, cup of tea. Um, so we went down to Daytona beach and this was their normal. And uh, we kind of hopped along Uh, for years. We were kind of just like going on their vacations with them. And it was a family vacation. And we decided that one day we would go over to Disney. And at that point in time, we've never went as kids. You know, I'm sure you've covered the fact that like vacations didn't happen at the Hersey household. So this was all kind of new stuff. But, you know, we did have the Disney Channel for a long time. So there was always those little clips and stuff. So I knew of disney world didn't really distinct like know the difference between disneyland and disney world Uh, so we we took a little day trip over there and you know i remember you know bits and pieces of it and it was just one single day and i just thought it was all right the castle you know uh your your typical the rides that you used to see on tv like you know um you know, Dumbo and, and Peter Pan and all that jazz. Right. So, uh, you know, I can't say I was underwhelmed. It was definitely like you, we went to the Magic Kingdom and it was definitely super clean and you could see why, you know, it was a big deal. It was, it wasn't your Kennywood or your, um, or your uh, Cedar Point, you know, it wasn't really a right. bunch of pro rides. You could, but it was just themed land and so forth. Then I had a good time, but it wasn't like, I was like, oh, I need to go back, uh, you know, in a couple months, I didn't need, you know, so forth. Um, it wasn't until 2014 that Laney was born. She was about probably she was about three and maybe Hunter was seven. And we're like, hey, we, you know, let's, you know, let's take the kids down. And this time we're like, why don't we just go to Disney? You know, and and I'm guessing I was probably influenced by some commercials. The kids are watching Disney Junior and stuff. And, you know, they throw those 30 second commercials. Come down and meet your, you know, meet Mickey and meet, you know, Sophia and, and Doc McStuffins, which I'm sure you're big fans of those two. <laughs> Um, so, but either, either way, my, you know, a four-year-old daughter and and stuff like that. So we, we, we basically booked an entire trip, you know, and surprised the kids, but this is probably when, um, I kind of was like hooked. And so we stayed on property, which is like what they call the bubble. And it's, it is the closest (laughs) to, it is the closest to like a utopian society as you could think. And I know that sounds really crazy, but. I mean, everybody is super nice to you down there, uh, you know, and I'm going to speak in generalities. I'm sure there are people right. that are miserable and, and so forth. But <laughs> in general, if you talk to 20 people, you know, 19 of them are going to be smiling even like and, and super helpful and super nice. Talk to your kids. And, you know, and as a parent, all you got to do to, you know, win a, a parent over a lot of times is just be super nice to their kids, you know, and make them have a good time. And then you're like, oh, that's the greatest human being ever. Um, I'm sure like serial killers probably would if, if they gave my kids, you know, like a pat on the head and, and pep talk to him or whatever. I'll be like, oh, that guy's great. You know, it's that's like all that you have to do to win me over. Um, so down there and everything is clean. Everything is like organized, labeled correctly. And like right from the moment you stay there, like everything is, um, you're like in the zone. Like you don't see outside influences. Like, you know, we always complain that when we drive outside of Disney, you know, like, oh no, we have to go to a Walmart or a, a Walgreens or whatever. And it's just like, you're outside so we attempt to leave not leave the bubble because everything is just kind of filtered through this like uh wonderful disney you know (laughs) i guess sense or so forth so so we went down in 2014 and we stayed for about a week and then we realized oh there's more than just the castle park there's you know this thing called epcot and uh, a park called hollywood studios and uh, like an animal kingdom and so forth and Essentially, we had a great time. We, we ate, you know, on property and realized like, wow, they actually have like really good food and really good restaurants there. And it wasn't. And, and we actually experienced a lot of the rides um, in 2010. We went for a day. I didn't even experience like maybe two thirds of the park. You know, there was like a whole section of the park I didn't even go to. Uh, And just turns out that that section, those sections of the parks actually had my favorite current rides, like the things that that I actually like enjoy the most. So in 2014, we kind of got bit by the bug. And I remember distinctly (laughs) after uh, one of my son's football games, we went to Longhorn Steakhouse and it was maybe like October, probably right right around this time of year. And we are sitting there and I said, Lauren, I said, what do you think about going down to Disney for Christmas? And and we both were like, you know, we both knew we were being crazy. And because we just came back in May, you know, like this is this right. is like maybe, you know, a couple months away, you know, since right. we just came back. And, that you know, people go to Disney like once every five years. They don't go every couple months or whatever. Right. And it, we were like, yeah, I think we can make this work. And we we basically booked, uh, you know, like a three or four day uh, trip down there for the holidays. And at that point in time, I'm like, yeah, I think we're probably going to be doing this more often. And um <laughs> Yeah, there was something about it, and and I'm looking at it right now, and I have it written down, and I know it sounds weird, but I, I was kind of trying to figure out because somebody asked me the other day. Let me count them out. Okay. All right. Yeah, that um, I'm yeah, that's great audio there. Uh, it's, it's we have awesome. gone to Disney. Stuff. No, no, why? Well, I, I I you know I was counting. I just wanted to count that's in fine. my head. Um, yeah. we. Eighteen times, eighteen times um, since well, the first trip was 2010, but for the most part, when we started going, it was 2014. So we went about eighteen times in in what would be about five years, which is um, a bit ridiculous. And that's that's, that's, that's trips, not that's not yeah, that's, single days. That is trips of like four, five, six day trips, uh, that's or you know, so forth. So yeah. yeah, a little bit. So that is a little bit of my backstory, um, and. I will let you open the floor to ask me the most ridiculous questions that most people ask of, like, why and so forth. I'm sure that is that is where <laughs> your brain is
0: heading. Well, well, I guess I had a question while you were going, but I didn't want to didn't want to interrupt because um, you'd said, you know, everybody is nice. You know, 19 out of 20 people that you run into are super nice. And I assume you're talking about, like, the employees, the people at the hotel, the people working the rides, and the booths and everything. Um yeah. How are the other humans? Because, you know, it's not like you're the only people in the park and it's all the, you know, the employees who are all, you know, controlled by Disney and incentivized to be super cool and nice to you. You know, there are a bunch of other families there. And I guess I just maybe I'm cynical, whatever, but I just assume that most other humans and in, you know, especially in a crowd situation are, you know, asshats in one form or fashion. Um, is that, is that generally hold true there in Disney or does the general niceness of the area kind of help make everybody be cool? Uh, All right. So it's so you are
1: right in a sense. Okay, so Disney vacations typically are very expensive for people because what they do is they go all out and it's a one in a five year time frame and you want everything to be perfect. So when you spend a lot of money and it's your once in a lifetime trip for your four year old, five year old or whatever, when things go wrong, people become complete idiots and like miserable human beings. OK. So, so there are circumstances where you could get your situation. Like, there's been moments and times where I've seen people completely act irrational about where they're standing in a parade line. Like, somebody sat in front of them on last minute or whatever, and somebody just flip out. You know, like so I have seen circumstances, but like, like I said, if we're talking like 18 trips, I can count maybe one or two times where I've been exposed to like just all right, you're an idiot. Why are you even here? Um, Most of the time, I think. I think we're kind of like taking away from like the normal strain of life. And when you're in, when you're there, you're not really paying attention to like your outside, like, oh, I have an email or I have this stress at home or this or that. So I think most people generally are just in this feeling of happiness. So like, I don't like people and I don't go out of my way to talk to people. But if you get me on a monorail, I'll talk to you. And and it's like Lauren Lauren always talks about it. It's Dis, it's Disney Eric. It's it's like it, I'm a different form. Like I'm more outgoing and talkative and like complete open. But I almost feel like hey I'm one with these people. Like so if you would go to let's say you go to like uh you know uh, a, a comic con or uh, a comic book convention or like a and D festival or whatever, we're like you guys all have this common ground and and you're all linked instantly because you know about this game. And so you kind of feel like you right. can talk to somebody. And just start talking about like your, your infinite nerd, like your nerdiest things and they'll probably get you, you know (laughs) what I'm saying? So, you know, so like, it's almost like there's everybody there. You're like, you know, they're all wearing Mickey ears or Mickey shirts and, and parents are, you know, they're talking about their kids, you know, or their kids are there and, and you can say hi to their kid and you don't have to feel like you're being a creeper. Because, you know, randomly, if you're just walking down the street and you're just talking to a random kid without being you know, asked or whatever, you're like, "Uh, don't talk to my kid, please. You know, where this is just like, no, that's kind of how it is. You're just nice to everybody down there because that's what's kind of expected. So you are right. They're like there are your extremes because people take it super serious about dumb stuff. Uh, But Disney, once again, is super great at like trying to calm and make everybody okay with whatever the scenario is. Um, regardless of, you know, because they know that this is, like, super big deal to them. And w- m- Lauren and I and, and stuff, we're super chill now. Like, we don't get worried about missing an attraction or, oh, we didn't get to see it this time or whatever. It's because, like, we know <laughs> well, we're going to be back,
0: you know? Yeah, you'll be, you'll be back We've in, you been know, there. three and a half, you know, weeks or whatever. No, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. you can yeah. kind of take it in in chunks. No, uh, that makes sense. Well, cool. Which I, is, I, I, which, I was kind hoping know, that you were saying that people were generally nicer you know, inside the bubble than the normal life. But was, so cool. Um, no, that, that is, that is accurate. I mean, and it really comes down
1: to um, like, if you're only going, I don't, I don't know. I guess, I guess another thing that gets people kind of worked up and stressed, stressed is that there is so much to do and never enough time. You know, I've watched a million in these documentaries uh, right. And they talk about like, they give you like hours, like you would have to stay for 380 you know, days to do everything possible at whatever, you know, like they give some right. a ridiculous number. So like, and what people try to do is cram everything in and when they can't get everything in, they get stressed and that would cause uh, frustration. But, mm. and, and, you know, and that, that'll tie to a little bit of what, another one of my aspects of why I really love it. And it's just nerd, just straight nerdiness of, of planning. So like, so, of course, you know, I'm I'm an algorithm guy and I'm like a planner and they try to figure out the most efficient way to do stuff. So when you right. go to Disney, it's a challenge. And I'm like, all right, we have 46 attractions here that we need to try to get done. How many can we get done in you know this day? And what's the most efficient way to do that? You know, like, all right, if right. A, if, if the standard wait time is 15 minutes for this attraction, but this one's 60. But if we show up at, you know, 915, it's only 15 to wait, you know, so I we. I calculate these plans and I create these plans, you know, which, uh, you know, which is just like an Uber, like nerdy, you know, nerdy aspect, but I enjoy it. You know, there's not too many other things you can get
0: so focused on. And I, I just picture you sitting with like three different laptops, uh, you know, running spreadsheets and databases and you, you've got one of those, you know, big, whiteboard or corkboard things with, you know, pictures of of Mickey and and various attractions up there with like the, (laughs) the string running from one to another, like you're trying to crime scene. Um, Oh, it is. Oh no. Yeah. That's, that's that's that's, awesome. That, yeah. So that's, that's pretty,
1: um, I wouldn't, it's almost accurate. Um, but there (laughs) is a great tool. So I pay for a tool called touring plans. Um, In which this like a a gentleman made this a big Disney fan and he has some podcasts I listen to and stuff and just a general I think he's like a computer scientist but he's a, you know, uh, Disney nerd like me he created this plan that does this kind of stuff for you so they actually have a team that's down on you know, down on at the properties and they, they track the wait times and the efficiency of the rides and stuff so you throw in your plan. And you put the tractions that you want to do that day, and then it'll basically um, go through a formula and tell you, all right, you should do it this time, this time, this time, and it gives you the you know the updates. And I just like to play in that tool. So like I <laughs> a lot of time, I get on I get on the, the website and I'll just start making plans and be like, oh okay, let you know, and just kind of play around with the the tool that way, which shows you what kind of nerd I am. So yeah, that's you know. That's fair. Um, but really, really, uh, if if somebody says, well, why are you Disney? parks fan um it's really i really like the history and the um the planning in detail when it came down to like building walt disney world so okay for for the listeners that aren't aware there is walt disney world and there's disneyland disneyland is in anaheim it's the park that walt disney built back in 1950s okay so that is the original it's it's the one with like the pink little cute castle it's not very big Because at the time, Walt was just, you know, this was a huge gamble. It was like the first uh, authentic theme park, not amusement park, but like theme park, completely themed. So he built that. um, And then he basically was mad because they didn't have enough land and it got real gaudy around it. And, you know, uh, people bought the surrounding land around it and made put hotels and cheesy little, you know, uh, knickknack factories and stuff like that. So he uh, wanted to build um, another theme park or essentially he you know, bigger story is he wanted to actually build a um, <laughs> a test city, so to speak. That's where the right. word Epcot comes from: Ex- experimental uh, prototype uh, community of tomorrow, which he was basically going to build a city under a dome and just crazy, crazy stuff. So that's why he they secretly bought all this land in Florida uh, in the mid '60s. Well, Walt ended up dying from okay. uh, lung cancer, so. The park wasn't built until 71 by his brother, who came out of retirement to pretty much build Walt Disney uh, World. So there's Disneyland, Walt Disney World. I am fascinated with Walt Disney World. Uh, there are a lot of people that love Walt, Walt Disney or Disneyland. Now, granted, I lo- like Disneyland and the history of it, but the how they built Walt Disney World, and took like Swampland and mm-hmm. completely um, it, under like, completely undercover bought this dirt cheap land and then turned it into this huge resort that i believe is 43 uh square miles um it's like 29,000 miles um in land it's bigger than manhattan and they always say it's the it Walt Disney World is the equivalent of San Francisco like the size so oh, it's geez. just huge freaking land I did not and realize it is that all level of oh, yeah. okay yeah no no and and i mean they had to build canals and they had they basically had their their own power factory it's it's they had to so they wanted complete control over you know they didn't want to have to do these you know um you know go through the government to get building permits and stuff like that so they created their own city basically their own entity um so that way they can basically just pass their own laws and stuff so they they didn't want anybody <laughs> living there i think they have they have one person that lived there just so that way they can uh, like some type of regulation. Uh, so yeah, it, it's fascinating. So I started learning about all that. I started listening to podcasts about like, oh, the history of it. And oh, how do they build this? Oh, by the way, the Magic Kingdom is actually when you go there, it's on the second floor because there's an inter, you know, <laughs> there's a giant um, basement tunnel system underneath. So that way cast members can get where they go in their uniforms without being seen by, you know, the the guests and stuff. So like, it's and how they did this and how they built it. It's all fascinating. So I've read like, geez, I've probably read 20, 20 to 25 different books on the history of how this place was built. So like, I'm super, I'm all into that. And then you start talking about the intricacies of like, all right, why, uh, why is it designed the way it is? And it talks about like user behavior and user experience and user patterns. You know, there's a reason why, you know, the, uh, the bakery where they sell you know coffee and stuff is on the right and the shops are on the left it's well the user pattern of when you go into the park for the first time you're going to stop off and get the coffee and naturally people walk towards the right and on the left you want them to stop off and buy you know their merchandise so on the left so that's like little things are just throughout that park that are user experience parks i should say all the parks you know very much so i got super detailed into that. So I read these books, you know, that talk about, all right, we designed this because of this and they'll say, well, you know, the difference between the sky in California and the sky in Florida is this color. So we had to change the color on the castle. So that way it pops because of the, you know, like all this nerdy graphic design and user experience and all this stuff, go figure that I'm a web designer. And this all kind of fits in my brain Um, along with the planning aspect, along with the history of you know all that, and the fact is like there is no distractions from your outside life, and it's one of the things that like I can share you know with my kids an experience like because although Lainey might like all these little you know princess movies and stuff, well I enjoy the other aspects, and Hunter really likes a lot of thrill ride stuff, uh, well, right. I enjoy you know um wh- how they the queue or the line of getting to the attraction, so we like all have these shared experiences, and Lauren likes to shop and or like see what new merchandise. And or like she likes themed entertainment. So we're all in this together. So like when it's like a perfect family vacation as opposed to let's just go to Cedar Point because I don't really like a lot of the thrill rides. Well, I'll be sitting there. Lauren doesn't do thrill rides. Laney's probably still not tall enough for us. So that's good for Hunter. Well, if we go to the the beach, we go to the beach. Well, that's great for Lauren because she likes the beach. But I cry and I absolutely don't like sand and stuff. And, you know, and it's not good for Miles because we're scared to death that, you know, he's going to, you know, get caught up in a wave. Um, Right you know so like this is why it's our perfect vacation spot and when we go you know we go frequently enough uh, but we you know we're close enough to a beach and a lot of times we'll swing by a beach on the way or the way back you know and and it and it works for for me but that is for everybody. Um, yeah 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 so that's that's why that's a little nugget of of my disney fandom and obsession
0: so so real quick so you 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 know the 18 times that's been Disney World in Florida, correct? Have
1: Every you ever single been, time, yeah. Have
0: you, have you have you yet been to Disneyland?
1: What we once, to? yeah, we were about, so Disney, so a little thing, we drive. We do not fly. We flew one time, that was in 2010. We drive okay. down, so that's about a 17-hour drive. We do it overnight. Right. We start at like 4, 4 p.m. We drive throughout the night. We get there at like 8 or 9, and then we go to the parks. Like, we're we're gun co. So um, to drive to Disneyland would be three days
0: Uh, We don't have that
1: kind of time So we would have to fly And we were We actually had a plan kind of in our brain And we were going to book it um, And then we had Miles uh, And now he is two years old And we're not going to fly We're not crazy people Um, We're not flying (laughs) with uh, a toddler Unless we have to So we are probably going to wait Until he gets to the point where he's actually like Chill and could be cool and right. yes, Disneyland will be in our future But really where I want to go And this is, I really want to go to Paris Disneyland uh, Paris
0: okay. I don't know why,
1: but that park fascinates me um, There are Disney parks in Paris They're like, I guess, the best Disney parks ever in Tokyo uh, There's uh, one in Shanghai and one in Hong Kong um, And then there's there's a Disney resort Which is just like a, a resort hotel in Hawaii So, there, you know, there are, you know If I ever... I wouldn't say if I became rich, but if I was able to save up enough money, man, I I have it mapped out exactly how I do all the parks and just take like a <laughs> solid month and just be like, all right, here we go. This is how we're going to do it and just map around the world. Um, yeah, but Disneyland will happen. Uh, just, uh, you know, we just got to we have to fly. So we have to wait for the boy. And if, if it comes down to it, I'm going to price out Disneyland Paris <laughs> and I'm going no, to see if that's cheaper. No, that's
0: fair. Well, see, I, I guess I always think of Disneyland and Disney world. And frankly, I often forget which is where, uh, so thank you for that. Sure. Um, and like I, I, you know, in the back of my brain, I knew there were other Disney, Disney parks, you know, throughout the world, but I just never, like I, but at the same time, I'd forgotten all about them until you just said, you know, Disney Paris. I was like, Oh yeah, I guess there are more than just two options. So No, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's, that's,
1: that's so, cool. No. So the, uh, So a lot of people then will ask, um, you know, like how. So if we're talking every trip, you know, most people press out their Disney vacation and they see two, three, four grand in a vacation. And I will tell you that that is not the case. We are not billionaires or like we're not spending every single uh, dime we have on Disney. I will tell you right now, there are a lot of ways to hack Disney uh, (laughs) to figure out like how, how you can save. Now, also, I will tell you that. Everyone has their hobby and or thing of, you know, that they spend their money on um, that they enjoy. We spend it typically on Disney. So you will not see me going out there and buying really expensive, you know, uh, you know, motorbikes or cars. I don't spend my money on that stuff. I, you know, I don't, I don't go to bars or drink or go to concerts or do any of that stuff, really. So most of my like hobby money goes into a fund in which I spend it all in one week at Disney. But... (laughs) you know, when you, we also don't stay on property every single time we go, there are a million hotels. I mean, Orlando's huge and there are a million right. condos and hotels. And if you use, you know, Verbo or Airbnb, or, you know, if you find the right places, um, Priceline express, like there's ways that you can get, you know, really, really good discounted rates on stuff. And if you're flexible with the time you're staying and where at, and you know, you can really cut down your cost. If you want to stay at a Disney property, you're looking at, you could be looking at, you know, $500 a night for different resorts, you know, where right. we're like, all right, $500 the entire stay, you know, so, right. so, right. you know, if you go to WaltDisneyWorld.com right now and price out a vacation, yes, it's probably going to come out to be, you know, a couple grand. Well, we also realize we go so frequently, we bought the annual passes. So right. we can go as we can go almost 300 times a year, you know, and it costs us the same. So, like, I really do the numbers and crunch and say, all right, this vacation is going to cost X. So, how do we, you know, figure it out? And also, right. like, if you know how much money you think you're going to spend, go to Sam's Club and you buy these gift cards and you, you know, you buy Disney gift cards and you pay everything on Disney gift cards and you save, you know, you save $50 to $100 each time you do that um, for, you know, whatever you're buying. So, there's a lot of little things that I do to make sure that, like, all right, this isn't, you know, every vacation is not costing. Uh, you know, five grand, which I think sometimes people are like, oh, I won't go to Disney because it's, you know, it's going to cost me an arm and a leg. And yes, it is expensive, but
0: you know, if
1: it's what you do and you like
0: you. Well, yeah, because that is the perception. Like when you're like, hey, we're going to Disney. I'm like, oh, cool. That's the, you know, like back when you first started going, you're like, yeah, we're going to Disney. I'm like, oh, cool. That's the family, you know, vacation for this year. That's a chunk of money. And then, you know, a few months later, like we're going back to Disney in the back of my head. I'm like, it, did, did I miss the part where Eric was made out of money? Um, you know, and it wasn't until you, you kind of explained some of this, this stuff to me. I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, cause yeah, I think the perception is that, you know, going to Disney is, is like a giant chunk of change and it, it can be like you said, uh, you know, I'm sure it could be if you want to, you know, depending on how you do it, but you know, it, it doesn't have to be, um, I will t- so what I've realized is I've priced out vacations for, um,
1: for beaches and i priced out disney vacations and i it sounds silly but if, if you factor in the fact that like you have to go out to eat when you're at your uh, you don't have to but most people go out to eat for dinner or whatever right. at um you know what they're at the beach and so forth uh I, my wife is always trying to get us to do some type of you know let's go to this museum or let's go to this you know mini theme park or you know right. basically there has to be you swim you find some type of attraction for the night or you go to some shopping district or you do something like that and then right. you you also eat like when you factor all that in a lot of the time it caught and with the hotels and stuff and get a you know beach beach hotel and stuff, a lot of times it comes out pretty darn similar so <laughs> you know especially for our in my case if you just like we already have the tickets so you don't factor that in now we did buy into uh, like the disney specific vacation plan which saves us you know a decent chunk of money um and that we're kind of bought into so that way because we're like all right we're probably going to be like doing disney for a long time so we bought into that um which you know gives us a decent you know discount on stuff um so it is You know, I I could – yes, you could probably go to a beach cheaper, but my family, it turned out to be like – it's almost the same price. So just, you know – for me, I always pitch Disney as opposed to a beach or somewhere else. And just – I mean, honestly, one one thing I always tell people, all right, like let's say you wanted to take a family of four to uh, to, um, a concert, let's say – or – even if you want to go to the freaking movies now, man, it, it you know, it costs a decent amount of money oh, and yeah. you're set and done with the popcorn and all that jazz. So like I always say, all right, so you get two hours, three hours of a movie or you get an entire day for similar price. You know, if you buy these tickets or whatever, some, you know, it's, yeah. you know, and, and it's a matter of just being diligent and finding out where you can find the deals, you know, um, and I just I look and try to find savings everywhere. So I even downloaded an app that basically rounds up. It's a Roundup app. So I just created an app where like um, <laughs> if I check, it round it rounds up to the nearest dollar, and that goes into a fund that I just call the Disney fund. And you know when it when it's time to take a vacation, I just all right, look here, you know,
0: and I just cash what it you- out. What? On the other- Thing like you said, you know, everybody's got their thing that they're into. I mean, I, I, try, I try not to hard, think too hard about, you know, how many hundreds of dollars I've spent on little, little, you know, metal and plastic figurines to to have little war scenarios with. You know what I mean? If I yeah, spent that money elsewhere, you know, I'm still spending that money for my hobby. You know what I mean? You know, and, and buying, you know, a new set of clubs and you're going to Disney. And, you know, I can absolutely, you know, endorse that. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that's,
1: I, that, I think that's, uh, you know, and, and that's, you know, the weird thing is the non Disney people, you know, the fam- when I say hey, Disney and every, it's, it is a good joke. At this point in time, everybody knows that I almost live at Disney. You know, I'm, I'm at Disney right. more than I am home sometimes. So, it, you know, I am known as the guy that goes to Disney here. Um, but the funny thing is, there are a crap ton of weirdos like myself. Uh, we made friends with a couple in the valley, even more diehard than, you know, like I, I'm i perceived as diehard, but I'm like on the lower rung of diehard Disney fans when you actually look at the, die, <laughs> the like the community, you know, and, oh, okay. and it's weird because everyone's like, oh, that's super weird. Eric wears Mickey Mouse t-shirts and has a Mickey hat and does all this stuff. And he's a 35 year old, you know, white dude in Ohio. Um, Yeah, there's a lot. There are so many almost you're there are more like. Middle-aged white dudes uh, in the Disney community that are very vocal, like the biggest accounts that you follow on Twitter, the biggest news sites, uh, all the podcasters, the YouTubers. Yeah, they're almost all middle-aged dudes, you know. Um, And I don't know what it is, but we, but we're all kind of like in the same thing. It seems like we really like the uh, the history and the backstory and like what makes like the nerdy stuff about Disney, you know. So, like, there's – you know, some people might like the animation cartoons and, like, the history of the cartoons and stuff like that. Um, some people might like the actual, like, merchandise and the pop figures and all that jazz. You know, but they're right. – it's a freaking huge community, a huge freaking community. Um, well, I guess, and it, I guess and I'm not
0: I guess that's kind of the thing is that you know, I can only speak for myself, but I'm going to pretend that I can speak for the average you know average person, and that I think the when when I you know when I think of Disney you know outside of you and your experiences and what I know from you you know I think oh cartoons I mean nowadays I almost think oh Disney princesses because that seems to be what's you know you see the most of when you're in any other store yeah. you know, and it's disney stuff it's disney princess this disney princess that you know and okay cartoons you know they yeah mickey and stuff um and that's almost all you see in and what you think of and so when you hear you know hey yeah my uh my 35 year old brother happy birthday by the way i hey, don't thank think you. i wasn't gonna sneak that in um oh thank you um uh you know when i see my 30 you know 35 year old dude you know who's all into disney and everybody's like what the hell is that about uh if you were a 35 year old dude and all you were were about were disney princesses i can see where people would be a little what but there is more to it and it's just that's not necessarily as um obvious or apparent to to your average non-disney head and i think you know like, once you explain it, I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. My brother's not a complete weirdo, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't, yeah, I don't I would, know that, that that's as obvious to everyone.
1: I would say, all right, so if people want to understand me or like where it makes sense to me, the easiest thing to do is I believe where I got hooked was after I went to the haunted mansion, the actual attraction, the haunted mansion in Walt Disney World. I didn't do that in 2010, we didn't make it to that side of the park. Um, okay. that attraction is, that attraction is basically everything that, um, I think Disney is, is made of. It's actually like, really, it's, it's not spooky by any means. I mean, we know it's attraction, but it's, it's dark in some places. It's uh, whimsical in some places. Um, it's very much Disney. So anybody that like wants to understand, like, this is what I like, or if you watch like, a probably just like even a ride through on YouTube of like the Haunted Mansion, that is, like, the best attraction, in my opinion. And there's a lot of lore. And if you even learn the history of how it was built, like, then that's fascinating. Um, the other thing is I love 1970s stuff. So I watched on YouTube the grand opening of Walt Disney World. And it just so 70s. It just screams 70s. So, like, that was – I would watch that all the time. And that kind of got me hooked. Um, and and it, 1980s Epcot. I think, Todd, if you would look into 1980s Epcot, when Epcot, the uh, – the theme park was built in 1980. That is like some of the most fascinating things. Um, so like those those three little aspects all combined together speaks like, all right, this is the Disney, not like Disney princesses or, you know, murder. even the Star Wars stuff. Like it right. doesn't do it for me as much. I like, I like this vintage stuff. Um, and then the book Reality Land. There's a book called Reality Land, and, it's ta- and it pretty much details how Walt Disney World was built how they paid for it, how they built it, how they launched it. Like, dude, up until the date, it was like they were going public and having the first guests arrive. They were still like planning like the grass and putting sod down and stuff. Like it was like a rush job to get it done. And it's just fascinating. <laughs> so like, if I'm going to like anybody that really wants to understand, like what, what is, why do I like Disney? I think those kind of things will explain or at least give you the taste that I'm like, all right, this is what hooked me, you know? Um, and then obviously I could go, you know. There's there are podcasts out there. There's a million podcasts that basically tell you, like the, you know, all right, why, did, you know, Main Street USA, you know, tell us all the details about it. And they go down and they talk about like every little detail and why it was done a certain way and, and jazz all that jazz. So that stuff's very fun. But overall, this was uh this
0: is an, you know, that's my Disney fix. This is that was nice. that's
1: what gets me going. Well-
0: that's awesome. And that, that, that timed out fairly well. Cause I am almost to my office. And while I know that you could probably carry on for days on end, I think I'm going to, I'm going to cut you up. Maybe we'll save that for, for, you know, part two or, and then three or four oh, or, or whatever I, in the future. I um, 18, I, I can give you a trip review anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Eric, thank you for, for coming on the uh, the podcast and, and telling us about your, your Disney fun times and, uh, you know, fascination and obsession and, and so forth. Uh, um, I, I enjoyed that. I know, you know, there's, there's some of this that, you know, we've talked about before, but there, there's some bits there that I hadn't, was not aware of either. So thank you. Um, and, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure the, uh, the Todd cast community thanks you. Um, and, uh, like I said, happy birthday. Um, thank, hey, thank you, for, you for the gift of Disney. Uh, speech to me uh even though it's your birthday i don't know how that math on that's supposed to work but you know it is what it is um so cool so thank you sir much appreciated and uh we'll 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 catch you around all right buddy thank you all righty. well that was fantastic and uh thank you all for tuning in i hope you all enjoyed that found that uh educational and informative Thanks again, Eric, for, for joining us. And uh, until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at todd, or email via toddcastpodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.